Hello, and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about activating your creativity. If you're someone who doesn't think of themselves as creative or doesn't really see what the benefits could be, we cover all that in today's episode. Whether you're someone that loves to do art all the time or even if you're someone who excels at Excel, then this is an episode for you to show how you can become adaptable and creative. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast. Today, uh, we are doing a bit of a creative uh, episode because we are going to do an episode on creativity and we were expecting to do a different episode. So we're all going to be creative about our creativity. So very exciting. This week, we also have a new person on who is a ML employee, but we'll get to them last. Let's start first with Danette. Danette, how has your week been? It's been a busy week this week, Jez. Um, finished a big job yesterday um, and I've been in a conference the last day and a bit. So that's been awesome too. So very grateful and looking forward to next week where we'll be in person for the podcast. Very exciting. A live podcast at Woo-hoo. our house. <laughs> that, that'll be coming next week, everybody. Uh, Graham, how's your week been? Hey, Jess. A bit like your mum. Pretty hectic. A couple of uh, 3.30, 4 a.m. starts, which is always, always fun. And uh, as I was saying to somebody this morning on a phone call, you know, the exciting thing about Friday is there's only three more sleeps until Monday. So really pumped about that. (laughs) And he's not going to talk to me again, apparently. Nice. <laughs> and uh, Legas, how's your week been? Now, for people that are listening, Legas is our website builder, a bit of an all-rounder, I'd say at ML, but also my sister. So what's up, Legas? Not what? much. Hey, uh... what? You, your brother and sister? <laughs> I know. Surprise reveal on we're the podcast. We're all family, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we're a family business. Um, my week's been good. I... Uh... I got my booster shot this week and have been kind of taking it a bit more chill. Uh, done some work. But, but yeah, been pretty nice other than the cold weather. That's about the only downside. Nice. Great work. Uh, so welcome to the podcast. Like, it's also good to have you on. Uh, Thank you. No problem. As, as mentioned before, uh, we're going to be talking about creativity today. And I think we can just start with this kind of general question, which is, why is creativity so important? And I mean, obviously it's important in a bunch of different areas, whether you do something that is creative or isn't, I think it's always good to have creativity and it's always a very valuable thing to add. Uh, so I might start with Danette with this one. Why is creativity so important? Oh, it's a great question, Jez. Um, I think in the world we live in, which, you know, everything's changing so rapidly, The ability to be creative allows you to look at things from different perspectives. It allows you to innovate, to adapt. So from a business perspective, there's a lot of really good reasons why we would want to build our creativity. Um, And I think if you look at our world, it's a visual world. So one of the things that um, I know you tried this week and I know Legas does all the time because this is part of her degree is, you know, things like animation, videos, all of that type of stuff are now part of people's lives. And so, you know, if, if you go, well, this is just what I do, that's really constrictive, whereas creativity allows you to go, well, what if I did something like this or what if I tried this? Um, and from a business perspective, it really does allow you to adapt and change with what's going on in the world. So, 
Great question, Jess. Perfect. Perfect. Great answer. Uh, Graham, what, why is creativity so important? How long have we got? 20 seconds. Okay. Um, wow. What a question. I think everything that Danette said and it's life. So I think uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking about, well, there are so many things we could talk about in terms of creativity um, and some of it's sort of maybe conscious and some of it isn't necessarily conscious. But look at COVID. Uh, yeah, COVID-19, apparently it's a thing. You know, it's still with us um, and we're enjoying it because it forces us to be a little more creative in how we show up each day and how we find things to be grateful for. But just as a virus, um, the creativity, the ingenuity, you know, embedded in the virus because it's it's morphed a number of times and and um, mutated into different variants because it also wants to live, which sounds sort of weird, but at the same time, it's it's life. It's everywhere around us. So I think if we didn't have creativity, um, yuck. That's all. It's not a very creative response, but it's Friday. That's all I've got. Just yuck. <laughs> No, I agree. Uh, I think it would be very much more draining. And so yuck is a great uh, word to put there. Uh, Lakers, again, welcome to your first podcast. What's just your brief thoughts, you. if you want, or you can go as hard as you want on why is creativity so important? Well, I mean, I think creativity is really important. I mean, for me, I consider myself to be a creative person and I consider it to be like an important part of like self-expression. I also think it's like a great way to learn because like, the more creative you get, the more sort of like ways you're problem solving in a situation um, in ways that you may not have ever sort of done before. And I also think like creativity is important to the whole of like human history. You know, if someone didn't get creative with a stick and a rock, we wouldn't have had, you know, uh, arrows or spears or anything. And, you know, like from there, I feel like every person that's made a development for the human like species has been creative. So I think it's super important. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. Uh, it, it actually, it's a, yeah, just like I guess everything that's important has used something that maybe already exists or invent something new to create something new, like you're talking about with arrows and stuff. I think, because uh, I even think we were talking recently to Krishan, who is Legas's partner, and he was talking about Excel, the, you know, spreadsheets and what have you. And uh, it's so interesting to see someone light up when they talk about Excel. I because it's not typically something that I I feel Graham smiling, of course. But even uh, I guess the thing that I saw when we were talking to him is that it was he could I guess use it as a fully functional tool. But I also can see that once you understand the tool, there is a fun in the creativity of how can I utilize these different commands to create new things that are valuable for other people. So there is creativity even in things that people would think of as super regimented, um, you know, programs and stuff. Um, I just wanted to sort of touch on a few more things. Yesterday I went and saw the new Jackass movie, uh, speaking of creativity. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I guess for me, what I thought was interesting about that in terms of creativity is not necessarily the stunts or anything like that, but the show itself, if you were to subtract the insurance budget of it, is almost free to make because it's basically just like everything there was clearly handmade. You know, they had these huge water slides and that's just, you know, they just laid down tops and put some weights on the side of it and that's it. 
And the the fun of that movie is using creativity to create these new kind of things that, you know, aren't really getting done. And they're super low budget as well. A lot of them, like some of them are just turning off lights and then touching people with like fake bare hands or something. And so, uh, yeah, so that was something I was noticing yesterday. And then finally, I was just going to say um, with art, I was thinking about this today uh, with art and I think art is also good because it's connective between people because it's allows the artist to have an idea of what they want to say. And then it allows them to create something and go out on a limb to be criticized by making it. But then it also allows people to connect with that and have a, have a shared connection of an emotion that was meant to be elicited by a certain artwork. They're feeling it in the same way that potentially the artist was feeling it, or they're feeling a connection to another person throughout the stuff. Anyway, that was just uh, some things I was thinking about today. Um, Messages. Thanks. Thanks. Again, improvising. So just uh, just trying to put some extra bits and pieces out there. Also, if you're watching the video, don't worry. This is not a cut. I, I'm i using a red pen and it's uh, leaked onto my hand. So That's creative. <laughs> that is creative. Um, I guess I, all right, so I'll throw our second question out there. What are some simple things that we can do to get the creative juices flowing? And I might start with you, Graham, for this one. Simple things. Uh, stop what you're doing. You know, disconnect from devices. Probably more importantly, get outside. Uh, you know, go and sit under a tree if you can find one. Um, and just disconnect from devices. Spend some time alone in nature. That'll do it. I actually think that's a that might be a good one just to quickly stop off on. Um, when you talk about being alone in terms of inspiring creativity uh, and I guess disconnecting from devices, uh, what why why do you think that is uh, there's a connection there? So I, I think you know yes, it's absolutely possible for us to be creative uh, with other people. No question. Uh, anybody who's gone through a, a creative process, you know, we're talking about watching a movie yesterday. Um, I love the idea of, you know, it's not your level of resources, but your level of resourcefulness in terms of what you can create with what you've got. Um, so we can amplify creativity in a group environment. Uh, and again, you know, if you think about um, some of the most creative movies you've seen, you absolutely guarantee that most of them have a team working together to develop the script Etc. So it's not just one person. But we also know that when, so firstly, being in nature is really good for us holistically anyway, full stop. Um, but being disconnected from devices also shifts our brain state. And that's probably the most important thing. So, um, you know, all of the, the neuroscience for the last 130, 140 years, when we get into talking about getting into a flow state, which is where our brain activity goes through the roof. Um, it's really interesting that the, the parts of our brain that we tend to use a lot when we're around other people shut down so that the more of our brain can actually engage in the creative process. And we're using both hemispheres. So it's not like left brain, you know, shut left brain down, right brain amp up or vice versa. We're actually using both. Um, and, and again, we know from, from science and if you look through history that some of the most creative people have a lot of their inspiration or more of their inspiration when they're alone and often when they're in nature. 
Awesome. Great, great message there for all of us to get it, how to get a little bit more creative, how to kickstart it a little bit. That was awesome. Thanks so much for that, Graham. Welcome. Uh, Danette, what are some simple things to get the creative juices flowing? Oh, yeah, it's a great question. I'm just going to add to what Graham said to start with. When we get into that flow state, the inner critic shuts down. So that really helps us amplify our creativity. So one of the things you'll notice if you're new to, say, creativity is the voice in your head will go, no, don't do that. So that chatter, you just need to basically say, go away and just give things a go. So what if I stuck my hand in red paint and swirled it all over the windows? Yeah, what would happen? And so just try different things and think about, you know, how can I express this emotion I'm feeling in perhaps a physical way? And it could be through art. It could be through music. And remembering that creativity is not one form. It can be so many different forms. So I remember an artist who I think put a great white shark in a tank and he then became this most famous artist because he basically put this shark in the tank and it was a dead shark. So like they'd done whatever they needed to do. So I think being willing to experiment and know that whatever you create is okay. So you don't want that inner chat, chat, chat to go. Um, And I think just saying to yourself, imagine if I was this, or I was feeling this, how would I then represent this in a painting or in music or uh, whatever? And look around you and use whatever's around you. So don't, go I have to have the best art I don't know paints and stuff like that it's like okay whatever's around me I could do it and the other thing I'd say is do it every day try to do something creative every day because that builds the muscle because it's a skill like any other skill great question Jess thank you yeah great one that's uh that that's really good and even that that shark um that shark art piece, I remember hearing someone talk about it uh, when it was made. They were saying that, you know, anybody could have done this, but then the important fact is that no one else had done it yet, you know? So you don't even have to be technically that achieved to do something creative. It's just, has anyone done it? And it can just be, you know, putting a circle inside a shark's mouth and then now that's something new or whatever, even if it's, you know, and you just draw it with like a little pen, it doesn't matter if it's perfect as just as long as it's just, you know, interesting and unique to you and maybe it can express something. So thanks so much for that, Danette. Legas. I was just going to share, oh, yeah, yeah, Sorry, jump on. Before, um, when I was young, we went to Europe and went to the Tate Gallery in London and we started walking across this room that looked like they were doing construction. And the, the guy said, no, you can't walk there. That's the actual artwork. It was just bits of concrete. So it literally can be anything. And if you're the first one to think of it, it can end up being famous. Sorry, I interrupted it. <laughs> no, no, that's that's a great that's a great example. Thank you for that. Um, Legas, uh, what are some th- simple things you can do to get the creative juices flowing? Well, so I do a creative degree at the moment, and I found that like quite an interesting thing that I've been experiencing the last year is like they just sort of give you a very vague prompt, and you sort of have to respond to that prompt. And I feel like that's a really good way to get creative because there's like 10,000 different ways that you could possibly take this one assignment, but you have to like sort of, you know, organize your mind a little bit and like, you know, do up some mind, you know, mind maps and stuff like that to figure out the direction that you want to take. I also think I agree with Graham, like rest and being by yourself is really important. I know that after my first year, I felt really burnt out 
creatively. Um, and I sort of took about two months off from doing anything creative. Uh, but I found that I needed that break. Um, and I feel a lot better going back into it than I was before because I was just creatively exhausted, to be honest. But I think like an important thing about creativity is also like practice is what makes progress, not like perfection. And like, you know, if you practice a little bit, you know, you'll see your skill improve and that can be really satisfying as well as you're doing anything creative um, from like music to art to whatever. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a great, great couple of things in their leggers. Great stuff. I think uh, the prompt idea is really good because even that one, you can have one prompt and you can just challenge yourself. Can I come up with three different ideas for this prompt? You know, and then that in of itself yeah. is flexing the muscle. I mean, a great game that we came up with um, is that whiteboard. Uh, we sort of do like this whiteboard drawing tattoo game. And so you have three minutes and you get three separate prompts and everyone has the same prompts um, and they can be kind of random and you have to try and create a cohesive uh, illustration, I guess, based on those three things. So you could have like a giraffe surfing and uh, I don't know, like a bird or something. And you have to try and create a cohesive image in three minutes based on those things. And that's really good for trying, like you see the different results between people and it's really cool actually. Yeah. Mm. So if I can just um, tack on the end of that, Legas, um, Jez, I'd love to hear your thoughts around creativity, um, particularly in terms of improv, because I think there's also a similar process there on, on one level where you get a prompt or you're prompted by somebody else and then, you know, in the moment you need to respond or react or run away. I'm not sure what the options are. So, Graeme, you actually just, I was about to do a note. And this says improv for those that can't read. I was about to do it. So thanks for teeing that up. That was perfect. You're most welcome. <laughs> no, I I had prompt and then improv was exactly what I'd written down. So that's perfect. Yeah, with improv, it, it's exactly the same as that. It's just a it's just a slightly higher stakes version of that drawing game, I think of it in my head, which is exactly right. Someone gives you a prompt and it's your job to take it however you want. You know, a lot of the time they say match the prompt and then add something. But at the same time, if it's the start of a scene and I come in and go, uh, hello, have you seen the doctor around here? I can take that anyway, because as the, as the person responding, I can be a receptionist. I can be another person in the waiting room. I can be another doctor. Um, I can be someone that's not even related to a doctor at all. You know, I can just be someone that's just in a grocery store. Um, so it's it's up to you to really just take in the, yeah, the I guess the input and then sort of channel it yourself. So yeah, I yeah, thanks for that, Graham. Perfect, nice. uh, perfect co-hosting right there. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was well done, Graham. Very creative and improvised answer. And I think that that's perfect. I guess... For me, the final question I wanted to ask, and this is, uh, uh, is how can we see magic in everyday objects to inspire us? Because I think this is kind of what, this is a little bit of what we've been talking about anyway. Um, but just sort of to get my thoughts on it, just to give everyone a little bit of time to have some ideas. I, um, I wanted to ask this to our guest, but I think it's also an interesting question to ask. And I think it sort of comes straight off the back of what we were just talking about with prompts. And then I think maybe this could be something to do with uh, spending time by yourself. But when I think everyday objects can inspire us in a lot of ways, whether it's looking at 
something that already exists and wondering how you can add your own flair to it or looking at something that exists and that inspiring an idea about, you know, whether it's function or um, different ways to use it. I know that a test you can use for creativity is basically give someone an object, whether it be a shoe and just get, give them like five minutes. And then they, they think of all the different uses they can use for it, whether it just be, you know, to swat flies or if it's a, a little garden bed, you know, all these different things that you can do with it. Uh, but I think giving yourself the time by yourself to sit and uh, by yourself and look at objects, I think that can also be inspirational in the sense that uh, some random thing may spark something that's very valuable. Anyway, I might throw this question over to Graham now. Graham, how can we see magic in everyday objects and inspire ourselves? Um, again, I think uh, we, we need to slow down. Uh, I think to, to see or to appreciate the magic, the wonder in, in everyday objects, we need not to be thinking about a million other things or trying to get a whole bunch of stuff done. So, uh, and, and I suspect that the other really important thing is, is curiosity. Um, yeah, and we tend to, I, I don't know, it, from my perspective, I think we tend to lose a lot of that sort of inbuilt or maybe we just forget that it's there. Curiosity is as we get older and we become more important, busier at work and, you know, we've got a bunch of things to do and we stop being curious. Uh, but if I could share just a really quick story, I couldn't find the right colour. Uh, but, you know, Exhibit A, there's, um, and I've forgotten the guy's name, which is terrible because I'm just going to share a story about him. But anyways, the gentleman. Kyle McDonald. Kyle McDonald, thank you. McDonald? Yeah, it was. Um, who once traded a red paperclip that was pink, but a red one. Uh, and it, so the, the deal was um, he just wanted to see how far he could get literally just by trading. No cash changed hands at all. I believe in 14 trades, he ended up owning a two-story house in downtown Saskatchewan, Canada. Amazing. Um, and somewhere along the line, it's been a long time since I read the book, there was a, you know an aspect of curiosity there. I wonder, you know, what if... Um, it's a bit like the scientific process. You know, there's, there's inbuilt curiosity or creativity behind every science because at some point, um, and this sort of goes back to your comment, Jez, about, you know, take something that's existing and add more to it or make something more to it. A lot of the scientific process is looking at something we already know or understand or believe and then thinking, well, what if? And if we didn't have that sort of curiosity, um, yeah, again, yuck, with two Ks. So uh, I think for me, the creativity starts, curiosity, I think is absolutely essential. And we need to hit the pause button from time to time to engage in that. Mm, I, I actually, uh, that's reminded me of something that uh, you two told me once. Um, that was about... Uh, was that go to your room or is this a different yeah, time? <laughs> this is a different time. Um, it was about this, uh, about this guy, you told me, who was a conductor who said that when mistakes happen, he says that's interesting or something. Benjamin you, Zander. Yeah. There you go. You've reminded yeah. me of that person. So maybe highlight that for the podcast audience. Yeah. Um, so Ben Zander was, I'm not sure if he still is, but he, when we met him, uh, he spoke at a, a conference where we went to in Toronto a few years ago. He was the conductor of the, was it the Boston? Philharmonic Orchestra, an amazing human being, absolutely astonishing. But and his favourite phrase was, "How fascinating!" So his response to anything um, that was unexpected, potentially disastrous, catastrophic, was just, "How fascinating!" Um, yeah, just a, a genuinely 
amazing human being. Perfect. And that's a great attitude to go into being creative with. Uh, Danette, how can we all see magic in everyday objects to inspire us? So that's interesting, Jez. Hey, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Graham, Graham took the red paper clip because that was going to be my one that I, I was going to talk about. But I, another way to think about it is look at look at the really creatives across the world, you know, whether they're alive now or whether they've passed. For example, Leonardo da Vinci kept all these journals where things would just fascinate him. And so he would just pull them apart, think about, oh, what if people could fly? And he would try and design something to fly. And he had so many areas that he had gifts in. Now, I'm not saying everyone needs to be him, but just being open to that possibility, using those words, how interesting, how fascinating, rather than, oh, that didn't work. So giving ourselves a lot of slack to go, let's just try it. It's just an experiment um, and give it a go. And I think the other one, which I think COVID actually really helped us realise is we get so busy that when we slow down and when we don't have access to things, we remember to be really grateful and appreciative of them. And I think, you know, any time there's a storm and you lose power, you go, whoa, oh, electricity, having a phone, having all of those things. And I think sometimes just slowing back down to that and looking at what can I be grateful for and then seeing that magic in someone's created, whether it's a computer, a phone, even a pen, yeah, all of that. So then you can use that and think, how do I use that to, you know, create creativity, but also to see the magic in everything that's created and most especially people because we're all unique. Mm. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. And it actually, um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, sometimes a, a good way to use creativity for me sometimes is if I have a gut feeling about something and I don't feel like there's an answer. Sometimes you can just kind of do your own like little mini research and find out or just think about uh, could these be connected in a different way? I think as well, uh, you, when you were talking about not having power, it reminded me of like, uh, you know, what else can I do now that I don't have power, you know? So, and yeah, anyway, thanks for that. Um, um, and Leggers, how can we all see magic in everyday objects to inspire us? I mean, that's a pretty good question. Um, I don't have that many great answers, to be honest. But um, one thing that came to my mind is just because it's sitting next to me here. But I've found like the presence of indoor plants to be like help me with inspiration and also like I love looking at my little indoor plants because they grow, they've grown so big. So for example, I've got this Monstera here and I got him just as a little baby. And, you know, I've never really had indoor plants before, not very much. And like, I've repotted this one and he hasn't died. And it, like the slow, maybe like gratification of having a plant and it thriving is like really nice, <laughs> I guess. Um, and like, you know, I've painted pots for my plants and like tried to, you know, I've got all this like uh, sort of floral slash plant, you know, looks behind me. I just love plants. So I find them inspiring. And I guess that's like part of being out in nature as well um, and the magic all around us. But like the world is a beautiful place and you can like get a lot of inspiration just from like seeing a beautiful vista or just like a cool place or whatever. Like I find that like with my visual eye, um, 
I know that a place is like really beautiful if I like want to draw it or if I want to paint it or like, you know, create something out of it, I guess. So yeah, that's how I find, I guess, magic in everyday objects by wanting to recreate them. <laughs> I think also with that one, you've touched on something as well, which is kind of cool that um, like plants can be inspirational in just looking at them. And you're like, oh, that's beautiful. That And that might inspire something. But what you touched on where it's a, and the also longer term relationship with something also can be inspirational. The fact that it grows and does stuff can also be its own inspiration. So great answer. Um, awesome. Well, thank you all so much for being on the podcast today. I'll get some final thoughts. It's been a really good one. Thank you all for improvising with me. And uh, we've got some really good answers there. So some stuff that I'll take and think about after this one as well and have a listen back and maybe uh, put on when I'm trying to uh, think of something creative. But I might start with... Uh, with Danette here, final thoughts on creativity. Give it a go. So just try different things. And the other thing you'll notice, and, and you've spoken about this on previous um, podcasts, is, is that when you try something new, you feel more alive. So it's scary because it puts us out of our comfort zone. So it grows us. So if it scares you, give it a go. Be a bit more creative. Thank you, Jess. Great podcast. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks for thanks for that. And great response there. Graham, final thoughts on creativity. Um, I think going back to one of Danette's comments before, the, uh, just about the, the inner critic. So choose to ignore your inner critic. There's a, there's a theory that um, the world doesn't need everybody to be creative. I don't subscribe to that at all. I think the world would be even more amazing. Uh, you know, Lega's point about we live in an amazing world. We do. But imagine how much more amazing it would be if we all engaged in creativity a little bit more often. And if you are alive, you can be creative. It's that simple. Yeah, that's it. I'm not sure about what happens after, but right now, you know, we can all do it. So as Danette said, give it a go. Give it a go. You cannot do it wrong because it's uniquely individual to all of us. Yeah, that's a. I think that's a great point for everybody that's a bit scared to try it. You can't go wrong. It's perfect. Uh, Lega's final thoughts on just creativity. I mean, I agree with the others as well. Like, I think creativity, a lot of the time we want what's in our mind to be exactly what is on the paper at the end, which like rarely will actually happen. And like, like, you know, what are the ways that you're going to approach this new, like what techniques are you going to learn in order to do this differently? Or, you know, I think there's a lot of ways that you can be creative. It's all about just accepting that it's probably not going to be perfect or necessarily even good to begin with, but um, it's about the process and, it's like, you know, it's the journey, not the destination kind of vibe. Um, so, yeah, because I, I know that I have a strong inner critic and I want to be a perfectionist about everything, but, like, you just can't in life, you know? You just can't. <laughs> Don't put that pressure on yourself. <laughs> 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for today's podcast. I really appreciate it. I feel like I learned a lot. So that was awesome. Uh, for everybody listening, you can uh, follow us on Spotify or anywhere where you get your podcasts and you can watch this either on YouTube or you can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast. I want to thank everybody for improvising their way through the podcast. I actually think it was a really good one. Uh, and we have potentially a new artwork reveal coming up uh, at some point, which <laughs> which we've kept <laughs> hidden today. Uh, but, uh, if you, if you want, you can go check out the YouTube video of this podcast and see a blurred version of what it could be. So we'd love to see, hear your guesses as to what it could be in future episodes, but otherwise I just want to thank everybody for doing this creativity podcast. And, uh, I want to wish them all a good week and wish everybody listening a good week. Thanks so much. Thanks Jess. everyone. Thanks, Thanks Jess, again. Thank you so much for listening to today's magical learning podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to go through our library and listen to more. Or check out our social media accounts on any social media platform that you like. We update them very regularly so you can find out more information about relaxing or working harder. Otherwise, we'd like to invite you to be on the podcast. If you're at this point in this podcast, we think that you enjoy the podcast enough to be a guest. So please message us on social media about being on the podcast and what topic you'd love to do. Have a magical week.